Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Welcome, friends. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and you can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com, episode 215 Serving the Lord. You know, serving the Lord is something we are called to do, yet so few answer his call. Surprisingly, most don't realize it begins at home. Are you blessed with a servant's heart? Are you ready to spend time and witness to others about God's love? Well, today we're going to explore this very topic. First, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of today's podcast, that is CTC Math. You can find out more information at ctcmath.com. Well, friends, when I realized all that the Lord had done for me, I wanted to shout it from the rooftops. I was ready to hit the road and start evangelizing to anyone who would listen. There was one major issue. And it was a big one. And that was I was a mom with small kids. There was no way I could abandon my family and start doing this. I had to realize that as much as I wanted to go out and share the gospel news with all of the people on the streets, I knew that for every season in our lives, God is in control and that it was not time for ministry for me. And I realized this by God's grace, that my first ministry began at home. Many people, um, especially women, are thought to give up something to stay home with their kids. They're given up a career. uh, They're given up, you know, advancement in whatever it is they were doing. And some women decide to uh, leave the workforce and you know, come home and raise their family. Others 
um, you know, have decided to stay within the workforce and continue to work and have other people um, be there with their kids. And for me, it was a very easy decision. I had uh, been a teacher, I taught school. And when I was pregnant with my first child, I just knew that I wanted to stay home and raise my child. And you know, people tried to make me feel a little bit bad about that. You know, at the beginning of early 80s, you know, women were supposed to go to work and not stay home with their kids. And, you know, you have a degree and why aren't you using it and all this other stuff. And I really had to turn to the Lord. And, you know, I talked to my husband about it. And we both agreed that we would, you know, raise our kids the way we wanted to and not how society or other people or even family members thought we should. And it was important to me that I gave my kids a really good example. I was worried, you know, how would my children view me? How did I show them godliness and how did I parent? These were things that were important in regard to not only how my children saw me, but saw Christ represented in me. If we hope to have a family that follows the Lord, we have to be an example And oh, how hard this is, especially during the different seasons of our lives. And it was during such a time that I prayed for a family scripture, one that we could hang on the wall and point to and look to for strength. And the scripture I loved was found in the book of Joshua. Many of you probably already have this verse memorized. It's Joshua 25, 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is one of my life verses, and I even have a wooden plaque prominently displayed in my home with the verse. But having a verse up on the wall doesn't necessarily mean that your family's following it, right? To me, it meant that nothing entering my home was going to get go against what the Bible teaches and what the Lord wanted and expected of me as a mom. And it was one step further. I was not going to allow things into our home that would pollute the minds of my children. There's a lot of garbage out there that passes as television programming and even movies that are geared for the kids that are not acceptable. Long ago, my husband and I decided if our kids couldn't watch it, we couldn't either. What we put into our minds can help or hinder our spiritual walk. It also is a scripture that points to being service-minded. How do we serve others? Not all of us can drop everything and go out and serve the Lord in an evangelistic way, but we can do little things. I had a friend who would go to the soup kitchen and feed the poor, and it was at a time um, of divorce for her. And she, you know, one one, uh, holiday didn't have her kids. Her kids were with her husband. And she said, you know, I'd invited her over and she said, you know what, instead of me sitting around and feeling sorry for myself, I'm going to go and donate my time to the soup kitchen. And that's what she did during the holidays when she didn't have her kids. She was of service to others. She asked at her church how she could serve. And not all of us can go to soup kitchens to feed the poor, but we can participate in food drives and donate to these causes. Our church has a bin right near the front door where we can bring in canned and packaged foods to donate. 
There are poor boxes set up as well for our donations that go to a specific charity set up for the poor in our town. Our church is also known to help people from time to time with their bills, everything from utilities to mortgage payments and more. We are blessed to have a large parish that is service-minded, and best of all, the message is solidly biblical and faithful to all of the teachings that are important. The world tries to spin things in the negative in so many ways, and I don't need to spell, spell this out to you. You know. But one recent event left me very upset, and I'm going to be vague here on purpose. I wish we were face-to-face so I could tell you how I really feel. But one of the things that was being, um, you know, spun out there, and it really has to do with service, is that um, in the early days, the founding of the Americas, you know, both the U.S. and Canada had indigenous people that lived here. And I'm not going to get into the argument of, you know, who's right and who should have owned the land and all of that, because that was something that I was not around and could do nothing about. And you know, our, our, the land in which we live in was conquered, right? People came and, and took over this land. But when the indigenous people that were part of the land were educated, nobody would educate them. They were considered pagan and less than. They were even considered by some Christians to not even have a soul. And no one would teach them except for the nuns and priests of the Catholic Church. Well, recently, there was this whole thing that went on in Canada. And um, one of the issues that came out of it was, you know, that there were mass graves, which no one really has uncovered or specifically pointed to. But the the Catholic clergy were put in place at a state-run school to teach. And these same priests and nuns were held up as an example of oppression today, because they tried to indoctrinate the children. How can we share, I'm going to ask you this question, how can we share the gospel message with people who are considered pagans if we cannot share the good news, if we cannot share the faith, if we cannot share the gospel? Is this to be considered indoctrination? If so, please God deliver us from evil that has crept into our world. If you look at the plagues and illnesses of the day, turn of the century, 1800s, who took care of the sick people? That's right, the clergy, the priests and nuns. They died right alongside with them. That is what serving the Lord means to the religious orders. Maybe not today as much as in the past, as we witnessed by the shutting down of our churches and everything else. It doesn't mean the same thing today to give your life for God. Sadly, mass graves were used because of sickness and contamination, and yet now these are being used as examples of cruelty and suspicion. We don't really know exactly what happened, but all I do know is what the history books are, are, you know, what's happening with history, and that is everything is being purged and history is being rewritten. The success of the removal of God in our schools was the first step to a pagan culture. How can kids today learn to serve God, especially if they're getting a traditional education? They have to start at home, and that's where we as parents 
need to start with our kids because the culture in which we live in today has turned its back on God. So, friends, we are called to pick up our cross to follow him. And that road is narrow, it's treacherous, and it's not for the faint-hearted. How will we share the good news with the unbelievers? Well, it starts by asking the Lord how he wants to use us. How can you use me today? Years ago, I had all of these ideas on how I wanted to serve the Lord. And then I'd meet other people who were already serving the Lord in that capacity way better than I ever could. So I would pray to the Lord and thank him for having such capable people at the helm. But I would also lament, Lord, you don't need me. And I soon fell into this pity party and felt unneeded by the Lord until he reminded me that I was telling him how I wanted to serve him instead of asking him how he or how I could be of service to him. And here we are today with the podcast network that spreads the good news. Not only this podcast, but others, and not only in the U.S. where I reside, but all over the world. Friends, this is nothing I could have done personally. This is only by the grace of God. One of our pastors gave a teaching beginning with the words, Can you imagine being called by God on your worst day? He was referring to the book of Isaiah, and in particular, Isaiah 6, where the prophet sees a vision and realizes his sinfulness. In 6, verse 6-3, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of glory. This passage is referred to as holiness, sinfulness, grace, and service chapter. Only after he recognized the kingship of God and only after we recognize the kingship of God can we recognize our unworthiness and then in humility, God can use us. Did you know that um, recently I was... Uh, stumbled across an article about humility, and it said the best marriages that work are ones in which one of the couples, at least, has the gift of humility. And that gift of humility is the ability to realize our own sinfulness and to apologize when we have wronged the other. And God can use us. God uses the humble of heart, not those who think they have all the answers, And for me, this is a wonderful thought because there is hope for me. We can see this with the apostles that Jesus called to follow him. Andrew, James, and John were given the experience of the multiplication of the loaves and fish. They realized their limitations, and even around the Lord, they continuously witnessed miracles, and still, they doubted. Only after we have acknowledged our own sin, our own unworthiness, Can we follow God's call? We are Christians and we have a vocation first to serve in the capacity of our job. Are you a mother, a father? Are you a son or daughter? Are you a single sister or brother? It is our duty to discern our vocation and to follow as we are led. Where is your gifting? Some of you are just blessed with that gift of service. For a time in our lives, we visited um, a lady that was um, in an assisted care living facility. Actually, she was uh, bed bound. And we visited her for many years until she passed. 
And on the way to the room, there were so many people that we could smile and say hello to. And it was really difficult for me. I do not have that gift of service. I always tease my husband. I think I've mentioned this on other podcasts, that he had the gift of the nursing home. Um, He could smile and he actually enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I struggled with it. But we all have different gifts. And my husband also says, thank God he created us all different. And remember, we're going to begin small and ask the Lord, and the Lord will grow whatever ministry he gives you. Your ministry can begin at home, with your own spouse, your own family, at church, with a neighbor, a friend, a soup kitchen, volunteering, or in some other capacity. Maybe someday you'll have your own podcast and on the show notes page on a few minutes with God podcast.com episode 215. I've actually put in a link that I've used with other people who are discerning whether they want a podcast and you can go and fill out that form and uh, contact me about it. But do pray and discern and ask the Lord. Remember, I shared with you, I was really big on telling the Lord instead of asking. And one thing I want to warn you about is that the enemy always wants to remind us that we're not worthy. You can't do this. You're not deserving. Why are you doing this? Believe me, I hear that all the time, and I have to rebuke it. We are all given gifts, and without God's calling and grace, we will not have the fortitude or the strength to continue on. Things continue to change, and hopefully we can continue to persevere. When I began this podcast, I think I've shared this also with you. I think I had eight downloads on a on a you know steady basis, and half of them were one of my friends. So thank you, Jerry, if you're still listening. But now some of the episodes are in the hundreds and thousands and even more over the years. Can you imagine if I'd stop with that one podcast? If I had stopped, I wouldn't have, you know, all of the thousands of downloads now. Not too long ago, I was praying about the number of times to release new episodes, and I had started with one time a week and then dropped back to two new podcasts a month and some replays because I got really, really busy. And then I started thinking, well, my time, you know, has opened up a little bit and I really could do one a week. And then I started to feel like, you know, I can't do it. I'm not worthy. Why would anyone listen to this show? And I truly felt like, you know, oh gosh, you have nothing else left to say. And I prayed and prayed about it. And within the span of a week or two, I received two different emails that were so encouraging and showed that, yes, the Lord was touching people's lives through the words he gave me. I wasn't touching people's lives, although they thanked me for my podcast. It really was the Lord using me. Think of the Bible. We are in good company. You are in with the unworthy, the sinners, those who were humbled by life. Yet we too are given a commission to make disciples of all nation. And in this day, we are needed more than ever. You are never too young or too old to share the good news, however the Lord has planned for you to do that. And I pray that you too want to serve the Lord in all that you can. And I ask that this week, you pray, for, pray to the Lord and ask him to help you in some way. I pray you are transformed by faith and do not be afraid because God is with us. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minuteswithgod.com.
and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.